This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker. The protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Colin here on the herd. You can hang out with us on Fox Sports Radio. You can also find us on the iHeartRadio app. It's going to be a three-hour extravaganza here on a Black Friday. Thanks for making thanks for making it uh, and making us a part of your Black Friday here. As many of you are going around shopping, doing whatever the hell you need to do as we get ready for a first in the NFL, an actual football game on a Black Friday here to celebrate the holiday weekend. So I was watching the 49ers Seahawks game last night, as many of you were, and something became increasingly obvious to me that people just don't like to be wrong. They just don't. They don't like it. And I don't know if this is just a sports thing. I'm sure it goes on in politics. I don't know because I don't care. I don't I don't watch politics. I don't listen to it. It's not my thing. But when it comes to sports, when there's these certain issues that pop up. It's very obvious that people really hold on to their opinion and their take so much so that they don't want to be wrong. Because I'm watching the 49ers and I'm looking at it going, I mean, they sure seem pretty good. And Brock Purdy sure seems pretty good. And I'm thinking, this was the same team who people were panicking over and doing victory laps because Brock Purdy had struggled and they were struggling. And that was happening just a couple of weeks ago and yet here we are and they're playing on a short week on the road in a tough place in a divisional game and they absolutely sawed off the Seattle Seahawks for four quarters and three hours of football last night and it just goes to show you that people just don't want to be wrong Because there were so many people out there when Brock Purdy was struggling just for those three games. And keep in mind, he might have had a concussion or multiple concussions depending on, you know, which Twitter doctor you believe in. But you're watching Brock Purdy struggle 
And people were so ready to say, see, told you. He's not the guy. The 49ers aren't going anywhere with Brock Purdy. He's been exposed. He's lost three games, and he struggled, and he threw interceptions. It's like, uh, okay, so he struggled a little bit, and we're just going to get ready to forget all the other games before that, all the other success he had. I'm going to forget all about that stuff. We're just going to focus on these three games, and that's going to be our takeaway when it comes to Brock Purdy. Okay. And then they come off the bye, and they've been fantastic, and they've been dominant, and Brock Purdy looks pretty good. And you're going to get the box score, like Billy box score readers out there are going to go, what do you mean? He's got one touchdown and one interception. He only threw for 209 yards. It's like, oh, dude, watch the game. Like, if you actually watch the game and have an honest feeling and opinion about it, you watch the game and you go, nah, man, the guy's good. And he plays really well. Yeah, but once uh, all those other players are gone, like Christian McCaffrey, when he was injured, not the same player, Debo Samuel, Trent Wynn. So what do you want him to do? Go up to John Lynch's office, knock on the door and say, hey, would you trade all our good players? I got something to prove. Like, who does that? It's like, you know what? I'm the fastest person in the world, but I got to prove people that I can do it without one of my legs. You know, can we go ahead and get this surgery done immediately? I just want to prove my point here. Like, what do you want them to do? Trade away all their good players? <laughs> like, everybody tells you, work smarter, not harder. Okay, well, you know what's smart? Having really good players around you. George Kittle, that offensive line, the running game, the coaching staff, all that stuff. Brock Purdy's fantastic in it. Yeah, but he's just a product of the sit. Okay, dude, what do you want him to do? Go to another system? Trade me away immediately. Where would you like to go? Carolina. Send me to Carolina. Uh, okay. I mean, we already you know got Christian, but I mean, I guess we could just swap. Okay, fine. I got to go to Carolina where I got an owner who turns and burns on head coaches at a rapid pace, who's got a coach in Frank Reich who just got there and has already given up play calling duties once and then took him back and still it was the same result and they've got nothing to surround the number one overall pick. But I got to prove to everybody else that I can play because I don't want people to tell me that I'm only a product of the system. And so I'm watching Brock Purdy last night. I'm going, dude, it's just, it's okay to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong about your evaluation of Brock Purdy. Christ, the 49ers were wrong. They were wrong how many rounds? Almost all of them. That's why he was sitting there as the last pick of the draft. Like, there's nothing... It's... Fair story. This Perfect perfect example of this. All right? And I've told this story before here on the air. Full disclosure. The Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks. All right? If you want a lesson on how to take your L's and be wrong about something, in that Super Bowl, you remember the one at MetLife Stadium? The NFL thought it was a great idea to play a Super Bowl outdoors in a cold-weather environment? And then there was like 17 inches of snow the next day. They just uh, dodged a bullet completely. I was 1-17 and 17 in my picks for that Super Bowl. Now you're probably thinking, well, how are you 1-17? You make one pick for the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl, and so you got it wrong. Big deal. Where do you get 18 total picks? 
Well, when uh, you, you venture down the path of being a degenerate gambler, this is what happens. Not only do you pick the Denver Broncos, which I did, and I was convinced Denver was going to win that game. When the game starts and a snap goes over Peyton Manning's head and there's like a safety and a bunch of other things, you just double down and triple down and quadruple down until you've made 18 wagers and you've won one of them. Live bets. First quarter. Second quarter. Second half. Fourth quarter total. Point spreads. You name it. I was atrocious. I got dismantled. If I was married at that time, 100% chance I would have been divorced the next day. And not even because of the degenerate gambling, but because she would be disgusted at all the losing. And then she would question why I was on my phone and so frustrated with what was happening on my phone so much. Like that's the optics of that are you're having an affair. And you're not liking the pick you just got in return. So now you're trying to you know, figure out a way and navigate the waters to get a better pick sent over. That's how that would have gone. But it's okay. I own it. I accept it. Next Super Bowl, came back, probably lost some more. But the point is, it's all right to be wrong. You don't got to hold on to it like a hostage. You're not robbing a bank. And you watch Brock Purdy. You watch the 49ers. I'm like... Where was all the outrage for this guy? They're great. He played really well. He's a really good quarterback in that system, whatever. Like, I I don't know if you want to hold that argument. You can hold on to it as long as you want. But the Niners are good. Brock Purdy's good. They're fine. And if you don't see it by now, you might be an idiot. Sorry, but that's just the reality of the situation. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, in for Colin Coward on the Herd. All right, so I do have to point this out. Speaking of Super Bowl picks, the Dallas Cowboys were my Super Bowl pick. Now, I'm not going to sit here and celebrate on the air following that game against the Washington Commanders and try and use that as a catapult for a look what I am, I picked the Cowboys, and they look like a great football team. I'm not going to do that. As you've just heard, I am fully aware of my flaws, and I will expose them here on the air and have no issues doing it. But I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys, and a bunch of teams came to mind. And I want to list these teams off to you. And I want you to tell me, what all of these teams have in common. Because there's two things that all these teams have in common. All right, so I'm going to list these off for you. The Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Rams, the Panthers, and the Commanders. They all have something in common. They have two things in common. All right. Number one, they're all bad. Okay, now a couple of those teams are like four and six, but four and six means you're probably not going to the playoffs. So by definition, for the sake of this take, that's a bad football team. So all of those teams that I just rattled off are bad. Giants, Jets, Chargers, Rams, Panthers, Commanders, they're all bad. You know what the second thing is they have in common? Those are all the teams that the Cowboys have beaten, okay? So, as much as I want to sit here and try and gloat, and as much as I want to sit here and say, hey, man, I feel great about my Super Bowl pick, 
I feel great that I had the Dallas Cowboys go to the Super Bowl. Did you see what they did to Washington? When you go through the list of teams that Dallas has beaten this year, you, you, sometimes you just got to be honest about things. You just got to be truthful. They're not really beating very good football teams. It's like, well, yeah, but they've, they've only got three losses on the year. Okay, like, but but those were two so far, the Niners and the Eagles, who are good, and then inexplicably, the Arizona Cardinals. Somehow, they lost to Arizona. How that happened, I have no idea. But somehow, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Arizona Cardinals. So we can, and you're hearing the DAC for MVP, you're hearing, the fact of the matter is, the Dallas Cowboys have not beaten anybody yet. And so we could have the conversation about, well, no, but uh, but this is a different Dallas team. Look, I want them to be different. Do you think I'd like losing that many bets in the Super Bowl? Do you think I'm proud of that? Like, Do you think when, when my son gets old enough, I'm going to tell him about all my gambling experiences and that's going to be a proud moment for me? No, I, I want to get something right. I, I would like that to happen. I would like for the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. Do you know the chaos that would ensue? you know how many Cowboy haters there are out there? It would be tremendous to dance on some graves, to say you called your shot, and I just, you can't do it. You come away from that game and you go, man, Dallas did what Dallas does. They beat a bad football team. Washington stinks. They just do. And Dallas did exactly what they should have done. It was Thanksgiving. It was national TV. You had everybody watching. They jumped in a Salvation Army bucket and pulled out some turkey legs wrapped in foil. Which, by the way, overrated snack at a carnival. Like it, it looks really cool. It's like one of those big, goofy souvenir cups you get in Vegas. Like you're walking around and you've got an Eiffel Tower with a guitar strap wrapped around you and you're drinking a cocktail in the middle of the day. It's like, hey man, this is a great idea. And then you're halfway through it and you go, it's watered down. I, I, I can't see straight. I feel like a cyclops. I nearly got run over by a lift. Like, you, like just, it's not a great idea. Like, um, look, I, I would like to sit here and tell you, hey, man, like, you know, the, the Cowboys after yesterday, like, that's fun. Cowboys winning a Super Bowl, great story. Mike McCarthy winning a second, you know, we haven't seen it very many times with the coach. He's won a second Super Bowl with another team, and Dak finally proves all the haters wrong, and blah, blah, blah. Do you feel bad for All that stuff being said, I would love for that to happen. But nothing from yesterday in that game tells me the Cowboys are any different than what they've been against all of those other awful teams that we just listed off. It still comes down to, can you beat Philly? Can you beat San Francisco? We're going to find out in a couple of weeks on Philly, and if we get to the playoffs again, can you beat the Niners? And I don't know if you've seen how that's gone lately. It hadn't gone real well for the Dallas Cowboys. Jonas Knox in for Colin Cowherd. This is The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. And again, you can always find this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can get me on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you want to call it, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter is where you can find me there. Uh, We are going to have some fun stuff coming up later on today. We're going to have, look, I mean, we've got Herdline News. We're going to have the usuals. 
All right, that's going to be a fun little topic of conversation. We're going to wrap up the show with tomorrow's headlines today with the great Robert Guerra, who's in with us. Alex Teichert is here with us, and hopefully you will be here with us here for the next couple of hours here on FSR. All right, I got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, sign up. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, download the app. A lot of fun. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Jake Browning is good enough to run the offense. I'll take the Bengals at home plus one over the Steelers. Offense for Pittsburgh can't move the chains. I'll take the Colts. Offensive coach off a bye, Gardner Minshew, minus two and a half hosting the Bucks. I think the Colts are a scrappy team and off a bye they'll win. And the Cardinals plus one at home to beat the Rams. Rams were severely outplayed by Seattle, but pulled it out late because Seattle went to a backup quarterback. I'll take the Bengals, Colts, and Cards. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is Herd, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
We are going to get the very latest on panic in the NFL. It is the, the latest example of panic in the National Football League based on a move that was just made a short time ago. We'll get into that for you again a little over 10 minutes from now here on The Herd. So this is just, and I'm not trying to be cruel about this, all right? So just in, indulge my sick sense of humor here, all right? And for those of you that have listened to me over the years, I, you know, here, whether it's on weekend overnights, Saturdays, with Brady Quinn and LeVar Arrington on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe on the mornings. There are certain things that I do find funny that maybe, at the time, a fan base may not find funny. Right? They might get a little offended by it, might get a little disturbed by it. You know, why are you picking on us? It's nothing to laugh about. But there just is something funny about the fact that, for years... There have been people that were pounding the table. We've got to get the Lions off Thanksgiving, okay? They got to go. We're tired of it. It puts us in a bad mood. It's my escape from my family. I don't like half these people to begin with. The food they cook sucks. You got to get me away from this family and give me at least three to three hours and 15 minutes of enjoyable football and an excuse not to be around these hooligans that I share a last name with. You got to put a better team on. We get the tradition. The Cowboys are fine. But it's the Lions. And we don't want to hear about what the night game is because people are probably half in the bag at that point anyways, and if they're not, they're in a food coma. Either that or they're trying to get out the Christmas decorations as like a, an indicator to uh, to the misses or to the, to the rest of the family, like, hey, I got to put these lights up tomorrow. So no, I can't go to the mall with you. I, I got I to gotta put these up. All right? Just let everybody know. It's like a flare gun into the sky. I'm not going out on Black Friday. All right? It's not happening. So like, there were people that were really against the Detroit Lions getting an opportunity on Thanksgiving year after year. Didn't like it. We're talking a winless team. But there had been hope. Because they had lost six straight games on Thanksgiving. And so it was finally all the people that wanted to keep with the tradition were saying, you know what? Screw you guys. This is our year. This Lions team is different. You saw what they did to the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium to open up the season. And we're going to show you why the Detroit Lions deserve to be on Thanksgiving, and why it's a brand new era, and why you don't give up on us so fast. We're going to show you. And then the Lions go out and get knifed on national TV by the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Seven straight games they've lost on Thanksgiving. You could have sworn. You talked to any Lions fan. You talk to anybody that covers the NFL, no, it's a different team. Things have changed around here. And look, nobody has been more supportive of the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell on radio than I have been. Nobody. I love what they got going on there. There are so many things to like about the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, you remember he like he rolled in, he was talking about biting kneecaps, he was wearing like a, like a, like a race car helmet. People were like, oh God, here we go. 
This is like when Joe Judge was doing, uh, you know, like mud angels. You know, they're like uh, not snow angels, but he's playing around in the mud or at training camp because he got a downpour in, in New York or something like that. Like, remember that? Like, there was, oh, my God, Joe Judge has got these guys doing Oklahoma drills and bowling the ring and all. Uh, just too way too goofy for us. We don't want anything to do with this. Dan Campbell was that guy, and everybody assumed it wasn't going to work. They just assumed it's not going to work. And slowly, they've just built up this team. And they've got, there are great storylines with the Detroit Lions all throughout. Not even just as an organization. Dan Campbell getting an opportunity, them sticking by him. You know, him talking about, you know, the kind of coffee he drinks. Why is he so wired? Then you hear his coffee order and you go, okay, well, he has two of those a day. Now I get it. Now it makes sense. But you're talking about, like, Jared Goff, he was, like, he was cast aside. Like, Sean McVay and the organization basically blamed him. And trust me, out here in Southern California, that was happening. Right? I live in Thousand Oaks. That's where the Rams practice. That's where the facility is for the time being. And then they go to go to Woodland Hills, have fun dealing with uh, Calabasas traffic. That'll be fun. But, like, Jared Goff was the fall guy there. That was the guy that had to go... So much so that they wouldn't even start him. He was ready to play, but they wouldn't start him in a playoff game at Seattle. They started John Walford, who looks like Gary Oldman. I swear to God, look up John Walford. He looks like Gary Oldman. I, you, you look that guy up, put his picture side by side next to the pimp from True Romance, and tell me that's, I mean, come on, it's the same guy. But Jared Goff had to go. So he goes to Detroit. And they lost a bunch early on, but he started playing better and started playing better. And next thing you know, they start stacking wins. They start drafting really well. They bring back all of these former players like Chris Spielman. Like the way that they built, like I love everything about it. I, lo- I love that they were featured as the first game of the year. I'm one of those people who said, don't get rid of the Lions. Whatever you do, don't get rid of the Lions on Thanksgiving. It is a tradition. It's what we grew up with. They deserve to be there. Nobody has been more supportive of the Detroit Lions and the need for them to stay with tradition and be on Turkey Day every single Turkey Day. Nobody's been more supportive. I don't care that they're losing. All right? If you don't like your family that much that you need an escape and you need a decent football team to get away from them, you got bigger issues. Okay? Those are conversations you got to have. You need to like do it. I would, nobody has been more supportive of the Detroit Lions. Love everything about them. But it is hilarious that all we were hearing about was how things are different. No, I swear this time's going to be different. It's like dating an alcoholic. They tell you, hey, you know what? Things have changed. I'm sober. Giving up the booze. Not going to happen anymore. You got nothing to worry about. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> about time. But yeah. Then all of a sudden, you, you go to brush your teeth and there's like pop off in a scope bottle under the sink you're like huh (laughs) you know like eh. yeah sorry yeah i just you know but i mean this next time it's going to be different okay like i promise you this i i mean it this time no more okay change man we are a change franchise changed organization all right things are going to be different and then they go out and get stomped out by the Green Bay Packers. And you can look at the final score all you want and say, well, it was kind of close. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Jared Goff got outplayed again for a second week in a row by the opposite quarterback. 
Last week it was Justin Fields. This week it was Jordan Love. And Jordan Love looked great. And the Packers looked fantastic. But I'm looking at this game and like fans are booing him. And you're probably thinking to yourself, like, God, how can they boo this team? They're finally selling out Ford Field. People are finally going to these games. They finally got a decent product on the field. How could you boo this team? How? What do you... It's just seven straight years. Those people have given up a holiday for almost a decade. And what do the Lions do? Lose every time. What do you mean, how? Like, of course they're booing. You got their hopes up. No, it's going to be different this time. I promise you. It's 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 completely different. I'm not the same guy I used to be. Okay. Well, um, how come there's uh, Jack Daniels in the flower vase? What uh, what's what's that about? Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Could have been the neighbor. Uh, I don't a leak. Uh, maybe like uh, their bottle like spilled over the the balcony above us. Huh. We're on the first. We're on the top floor, though. Like we're not down. Well, just, you know, crazy stuff happens. Maybe an owl picked it up from the one of the other neighbor's house, and he happened to drop it. He thought it was a cat. He grabbed. Oh, that's JD. Dropped down. I don't listen. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just if you can't find the comedy in that, that the Lions swore to everybody up and down, and the Lions fan base swore to everybody up and down. This time's going to be different, and they go out there and get carved up. <laughs> Sorry. It is hilarious. Now, they're going to win the division, so don't worry about it. They're going to go to the playoffs, so don't even worry about it. And because they won the division, they're going to get a home playoff game. You would assume that's how this, you know, the Lions are going to get that home playoff game because they're going to win the division. So all of that is fine. But it still doesn't mean we can ignore the fact that this team went out and got butchered for a seventh straight year on Thanksgiving, and this in the year when they opened up the season with a win over the defending Super Bowl champions, and everybody swore up and down, it's going to be different. We promise. It's a different Lions team. It's a different era. You just watch. Well, we did, and you got annihilated. That's what we watched for a seventh straight year. And on the way up, we're going to buy the kneecap off. Whatever you got to do. Listen. And by the way, why is he stealing Dahmer's lines? You ever notice that? Like, a little little insulting here. All right? I'm just saying. Something like copyright infringement or something like that? Anyways. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is up on game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox in for Colin Coward. This is The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, there's a game this weekend that is the biggest game of one person's career. And I would argue it's all on the line. So that'll be happening here. We'll get into that for you a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So the NFL is doing something that's uh, brilliant, and it's Black Friday football. Now, first of all, the fact that it's on Amazon Prime or and, and you don't need an account or a subscription, rather, to watch the game. You can just watch it. And it's not the greatest matchup in the world. It's the Dolphins and the Jets. And the Dolphins, very similarly to the Dallas Cowboys, they can beat bad teams just like the good teams they struggle with. You know, there's some other teams in the NFL like that. But like the, the Miami Dolphins, their schedule, pretty weak. Like if, we're, if we're being honest, their schedule's not, you, know, you kind of look at it and go, it's a little iffy. The Jets are a bit of a disaster. Alan Lazard is now a healthy scratch. No big deal. It's not like he signed a $40 million contract in the offseason. So, again, no big deal. Not, not a problem at all. So the matchup's not great. But the NFL goes, all right, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll throw, uh, throw a game on Black Friday, see what we got. You know, why not? Just see, uh, we'll kind of dip our toe in the water a little bit. And for Amazon, it's great because Amazon, I think I saw that they're going to have like QR codes for special Black Friday sales and things like that. You know, obviously there's Cyber Monday or Cyber Week, whatever you want to call it. 
But like Amazon's going to have an opportunity to where people are going to be watching this game and they can probably just sit there and shop with their thumbs instead of having to go deal with some of the traffic and some of the other stuff, which I'll say this, the traffic coming in, easy peasy. That's awesome. And if you drive around in Southern California, if you're listening to this show on the blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports, you know traffic. When you get a good day, you got to enjoy these days. Makes you want to sit in your car a little bit longer than the bag of crap that we're dealt with all the time. And also, sidebar, and, and I apologize for this, but it's like... When I'm driving and I see a sign, they want, they want to encourage people to put their seatbelts on. And I'm, and I'm driving on the 101 and I see this sign that says, make sure you use your seatbelt. Do it for your family. How about do it so you don't go through the windshield? How about that? You know, why don't we, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe one of those. How about do it so that you're not you're bouncing around the highway like a lost uh, a piece of luggage, you know? Like cars are trying to dodge you. How about that? I don't know. Like maybe my, my family, <laughs> like, they, I, uh, yeah, you know, I got a place I need to go too. So, I, you know, I'm just saying, little piece of advice, all right? Stop with the, uh, the goofy click it or ticket stuff, all right? Just talk real to people. Like, hey, you know... Caltrans has got a lot to do. They don't want to have to pick you up, too. All right? So, if you could just kind of... Just a little piece of advice. But, point is, the NFL has done something brilliant. They haven't taken over all the way. Just one little piece at a time. You know? It's just... Uh, we'll do it one little piece. It's, it's like uh, eating a small piece of candy. Like, one of the greatest inventions in the, in the world is the half candy bar. Because the half candy bar, you don't feel like you're eating the whole thing. It's like, oh, I'll have a little one of those. They're tiny. <laughs> it's a big deal. You know, you go to a restaurant, it's like, ah, oh, listen, no tortilla for me. I'll get my uh, my taco or my burrito in a bowl. But yes, I will have chips and salsa. So, okay, well, what do you think those things are that you're dipping in salsa? Well, they're just chips. Yeah. Better known as cut-up tortillas. So, what are we really doing here? But because you're doing it slowly, you kind of space it out a little bit, and it almost looks as if, well, we're just this is harmless. Like we're not. I mean, what? What do you? We're not trying to take us take over. Oh, please, we're not trying to take over everything. Oh, you're not? No. What's with those games you got on thanks on uh, Christmas? I uh, just. You know, fell on the certain day of the week. Oh, okay. So that's not going to become the norm? We're not going to consider doing that moving forward? No, we would never do that to the NBA. Oh, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Because it seems like it's happening more often. And now we're playing football on a Friday. And now we've got multiple Monday nights where there's two games going on. And we've already got the Thursday game. And when COVID was around, it's like, okay, well, I guess we could play a game on a Tuesday. Then I guess if we needed to, we could play a game on a Wednesday. I get, you know, who knew that we were going to go ahead and uh, kind of take all, take over like this? This was not the plan. We're just, listen, we're just taking, no, no, no. The NFL knows exactly what it's doing. It's the smartest league in sports. When it comes to branding and marketing, they do it better than everybody else, which is part of the reason why they are what they are and where they're at. And the NFL 
slowly taking over another brilliant move by the National Football League. Hour 2 is next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Jonas Knox in for Colin Coward. This is The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. So we are, uh, as I mentioned, this efforting to catch up with the great Brady Quinn. Working through the uh, the details on this. And it could happen here in the next couple of minutes. It could happen later on this hour. But at some point this hour, we are going to catch up with Brady Quinn, who is live in Ann Arbor, getting ready for the game. And if anybody would know about the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan, it's Brady Quinn. He grew up in Dublin, Ohio, which is just outside of Columbus, like a neighboring city, a sister city, if you will, to Columbus, Ohio. So uh, hopefully we'll be catching up with uh, BQ here coming up uh, shortly here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, This is... I mean, should be no surprise, but I'm actually surprised just sort of the thinking that goes into this from some people. So Jay Glazer reported yesterday on the NFL on Fox that Aaron Rodgers, he plans on coming back this year. And he plans on coming, even if he's not at full mobility, he wants to prove that he can come back and be the first quarterback to come back and play in a game the same year that he tore his Achilles. Like, that's like a goal of his. And the initial thinking of this with Aaron Rodgers and with the New York Jets, and the initial thinking with just sort of where he's at when it comes to all this stuff, is that, well, what if what if the Jets are out of the playoff hunt? I mean, is Aaron Rodgers still going to be interested in coming back? And... You hear those conversations and you hear people kind of break it down and you go, dude, are you not paying attention to who the guy is? Like, if you're not paying attention to who Aaron Rodgers is, he's been trying to tell you exactly what he is and exactly what his goals are the past couple of years. And you could take it all the way back to 2020, and we all know what was happening in 2020. But when it comes to the Rodgers situation, I think this is more than just coming back to pursue his playing career for a playoff team. This is about him trying to prove people wrong. And that's exactly what I think is probably going to happen here when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Out of the playoffs or not, Rodgers will be back at some point this season if he can be back because I think he wants to prove he can do something that nobody else can do, as stated by Jay Glazer on the NFL on Fox yesterday. Uh, It is Jonas Knox in for Colin. This is The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, we are going to catch up with uh, one Brady Quinn. And if you watch Big Noon Kickoff, you know that there's a clear star of Big Noon Kickoff. And the clear star of Big Noon Kickoff is one Brady Quinn. And we are going to get Brady Quinn here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. And in talking to Brady earlier this week on Fox Sports Radio, because we do the show together, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with myself, Brady Quinn and LeVar Arrington, they were just hoping for some better weather. When they were in Ann Arbor a couple of years ago, there was a snow situation. He was wearing long johns. His hands were freezing, so they had to isotoner it up and try and make sure they could, uh, could deal with the heat or, or deal with the, the cold weather a little bit better. 
As detailed on our show, Matt Leonard has struggled through the heat at one point early in the season. Might have been in Austin, Texas, or Norman, Oklahoma, wherever they were at. Uh, Matt Leonard was uh, was struggling to go ahead and keep the perspiration off his shirts. So the job those guys do, and having Urban Meyer there on site is going to be a fun one because the crowd is a little bit lively. And if you paid any attention to the signage behind those guys while they're doing it, when Jim Harbaugh was not there at State College... They were having a lot of fun with it. And then there was a Matt Canada, Fire Matt Canada sign that popped up in the background. So even Matt Canada caught a stray from a Penn State fan that they were getting ready for the big game between Penn State and Michigan. But nonetheless, those guys do a great job. And Brady Quinn is ready to do an even better job with us here on Fox Sports Radio. My man, what's up, babe? Hey, Jonas. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on. I uh, hope you uh, had a wonderful Thanksgiving with you and your family and all those out there listening as well. Yeah, listen, I, I love that we're trying to pretend like that's the way we talk to each other. All right, let's slap it up a little bit here, okay? Let, let's be a couple yeah. of slappies. Well, let, all right. let, 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 let's get right to the point that I'm here in cold-ass Ann Arbor, Michigan, getting ready for the game tomorrow <laughs> while you're sitting in the comfy, warm studio like you would probably kicking your legs up and join yourself. Da- damn right, and I'm wearing a sweater inside this because uh, listen, it's a little to- a little chilly in this studio here. It's like 68, all right. And uh, yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. you wouldn't survive out here in the Midwest. Okay? Yeah, you may you may have some roots that go back there. But those roots died a long time ago. Okay, you right. not survive out these conditions. All right, so so paint the picture for me. How bad is it? Right, it's actually not that bad. It's actually a beautiful sunny day here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, the wind is not picked up much. It probably will for tomorrow, though. The temperature gonna, is going to continue to drop, and the wind should pick up, too. And it is a stadium that swirls a bit, which could play a factor in the passing game as well as the kicking game. But again, we'll, I'll try to give, uh, give everyone a better update tomorrow on Fox before the game starts. So I was making this point uh, a few minutes ago that this is the biggest game in Ryan Day's coaching career at Ohio State. Would you agree? I, I think that's fair to say, and, and it's a bit odd. I mean, the guy's literally lost two Big Ten games over the course of his tenure. And people tend to forget, you know, they beat, they pounded Michigan in 2019. They didn't play due to COVID in 2020. And had they played, I think Ohio State would have easily won that game. And so 2-2 two and two sounds a lot different than 1-2. and two, and, and that's part of the thing, too. I think when you look at this, this Ohio State fan base, I think they're, they're frustrated because it's, it's been three years. I and mean, this, this would be the fourth year since you can say they had beaten Michigan. And I think that's played a factor into all of this, too. So, you know, looking right now at his tenure, he's been incredibly successful. But as we all know, we talk about big robbery games and maybe the biggest in all of college football, uh, football, one of the best in sports. It's not good enough if you can't win them, win them enough. I grew up in Columbus for the John Cooper era, so I can tell you firsthand how that went when he went 2-10-1 and against them. And I remember being a recruit for Jim Tressel when he got there to the Schottenstein's Arena for a big recruiting visit. And that was the first thing he promised to the fan base that Buckeye Nation will be proud. Come that Ohio State-Michigan game, uh, his first year coaching in it, and he did. He had a great record, and obviously Urban Meyer did as well. John Cooper won 111 games at Ohio State. And it's it's crazy that, no, it's just the Michigan record. That's all we care about. <laughs> it's kind I mean, of the, the bowl record didn't help. He was 3-8 in bowl games as well. But, no, I mean, that that really is what set it off. I mean, you had all these first-round talented players. You had Heisen Trevor winner, a guy like, Eddie George, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to say Orlando Pace might be the best Buckeye ever uh, when you look at really how dominant he was and the fact that an on- offensive lineman finished as a finalist for the Heisman. I mean, think about that for a second. How absurd is that to think about? That's how good of a tackle he was at Ohio State, and yet 2-10-1 over the course of his tenure there. So you can 
you know, when you grow up there, you kind of understand it a bit more because I think Ohio State and Michigan, for a lot of people who grow up in those two states and root for those two teams, it represents a part of who you are and, and how you conduct yourself and kind of a way of life. And so that's what's really on the line every single year. That's why it makes it such a big, big robber and big matchup. You know what I like about Orlando Pace? He's not like some, and listen, God bless some guys like Alan Fanica and Joe Thomas. They're like, no, man, I'm going to lean out and, and I'm going to get, I'm just, I, I want to look a little bit smaller, my, my post, uh, my post NFL career. Man, Orlando Pace is a monster and just said, no, this is me. Like I'm, I'm maybe the greatest ever, and he. I think he was next to Lavar Arrington on the at, at the Penn State Ohio State game. I think they were doing a little something on Fox. Guy's a monster. Yeah, I mean, God made him just different than everyone else, right? Like when he came out of the womb, he was born to play tackle and uh, be a Hall of Fame player and obviously at every single level. So. Uh, he was just built different. That's the only way you can put that. Um, is this the most... Brady Quinn joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Colin. This is The Herd here on FSR. Is this is this the most flawed Michigan's been all season long going into a game? I don't know that I'd characterize it as flawed. I think they're really banged up. You know, J.J. McCarthy's been battling an ankle injury. He heard it, you know, running in Happy Valley on a second down run in the first half. And he became immobile. Immobile, and uh, they had a hard time protecting him. And then on top of that, the left tackle, Ladarius Henderson, he he was out last week versus Maryland. The backup, Miles Hinton, came in. He got hurt. And then Roman Wilson, their top receiver, left uh, in the first quarter. So they've got a lot of injuries, a lot of guys who are banged up. The offense over the past couple of weeks hasn't quite looked the same. It's lacked some of the creativity you typically see. And it's one of two things. Either, either Sharon Moore taking over as the, as the head coach is also their play caller. Either so much is on his plate at this point that maybe he's a bit overwhelmed, maybe it's playing an impact on his play calling, or they're just hiding stuff You know, for this big game versus Ohio State, knowing this is a much different team at Ohio State than they faced in years past as far as how it's built and how they're winning football games right now. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, uh, and and I'm you know there's going to be massive numbers, massive ratings. You guys are doing the three hour edition, right? You guys are going three That's hours right. strong. That's right, nine a.m. Eastern or six a.m. Pacific time for those of you on the West Coast. And now a little behind the scenes here, is there going to be like any sort of a heat lamp? Like, is there going to be because uh, when we're doing the show, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Lavar Arrington, he has a real issue with cold weather. He doesn't like it, even though he grew up in Pittsburgh and grew up in Pennsylvania. He does not like cold weather, so he. He's got like a space heater inside the studio, and this is inside a radio studio. I mean, are they going to like you know, splurge a little bit? There's probably some Black Friday deals on a space heater or something you guys could get under the booth. Or are you just going to roughneck it out there and just deal with the elements? Yeah, I mean, I, I was born and raised in this, so I'm just going to deal with the elements. I'm not even sure I'm going to wear socks at this point. you know. So I, I think that's what you got to do when you're in this sort of environment. If you really want to you know, become a great, great analyst, You've got to kind of put yourself in the position of the coaches and players out there. Right. And so I think wearing as, as few clothing as possible is, is part of that. You know, so you get a real feel for what those guys are dealing with. And now who, do you, who would you, if you had to stack them, you got to rank who's going to look the most uncomfortable in the cold weather if, if we're taking you out of it because you're, deal, you, you're used to this. We got Rob Stone. We got Mark Ingram. Rob Stone by far. Okay. I mean, it's not even close. Um, Rob Stone by far. Probably liner next. I mean, born, born and raised California boy. He's next, and then, and then I would say probably it, it's tough because you know Mark Mark Ingram grew up in Michigan. He's used to this. Uh, Coach Meyer, obviously, is from Ohio. He's used to this. Um, I think the only difference is like I tend, I tend to feel like older men, older generations are a little tougher about that sort of thing. So 
And so maybe Mark would be next, and then and Coach. Coach probably would be last. He might wear some gloves or something, but that's about it. You know? oh, yeah. Um, now, I want to transition over, if we can, to the NFL, because I, I know you were watching yesterday. And I just I watched the 49ers and Brock Purdy, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get that people were looking at him like, hey, they lost three straight. But I just I hear the the people that were jumping for joy when Brock Purdy struggled for a little bit for the first time in his NFL career. Like, oh, yeah, he's a product of the system, and he's this, this, and this. It's like I'm watching him last night. I'm like, that was a short week on the road in a tough place to play, and he was fantastic. Like, I, I look at him and I go, why can't people just acknowledge, hey, we might have been wrong about him. The Niners are wrong about him. That's why they let him sit there for seven rounds. Like, well, I don't understand why, why people can't look at the Niners and look at Brock Purdy and just say, system quarterback, whatever terminology you want to use, that guy's good, and that's a good football team. Because I think they look at the, this 49ers team as arguably the most you know talented roster in the NFL. And I think they want to see him do something where he has to carry them. Where it's not Christian McCaffrey early and you know running through gaping holes that you know Trent Williams or George Kittle and the rest of their line provides, or some of the different you know gadget plays. I mean, it does. You know, when you watch it, you do feel like there's guys running wide open, right? Like Brandon Ayuk across the middle, Debo Samuel across. I mean, guys just running wide open left and right. So I think there's an element of just like, yeah, we, we've seen this version of the 49ers. We want to see Brock Purdy be able to do it when they need him to most in the playoffs. He's just got to carry them the whole game. And, and, and that's something that maybe he hasn't had to do, in part because of the luxury of, of weapons that he's got around him and the play caller and Kyle Shanahan. But I, I usually feel like that's, that's the one thing that kind of stands out is that we really haven't seen that over a consistent period of time because they've just been so good and so dominant as a team as a whole. I mean, I didn't even mention their defense. Uh, and their defense has played a big role in that, too, where he hasn't had to win in a shootout necessarily. So I think that's probably the, the reservation that people have. It, it's not one for me. I mean, I, I think when every time people bring up assistant quarterback, I laugh because it's like, yeah, it's probably a damn good system. He's a big reason why. Uh, Bra- they might be talented around him, but he's, he's a big reason why they're so good and, and they're able to distribute the football the way they do. Uh, so, Brady Quinn, uh, the news that came out earlier, Jack Del Rio's been fired by the Washington Commanders as their defensive coordinator, uh, and I was speculating that maybe Ron Rivera just told him, like, hey, dude, uh, we're all out of here at the end of the year. Why don't you go enjoy the holidays with your family? Like, you know, like get an early start on this whole thing. Like, well, I, I think as we've talked about on our show, you always feel like when coaches start making changes on their staff, the guys that they're close with and have history with or, or they, they're friendly with and they, they know and respect, oftentimes it's, it's kind of that on top of the fact that they're feeling depressed themselves and they've got to make a move. And you, I'm sure Jack Del Rio understands the way things have gone. And, and as you kind of pointed out, he may be doing him a favor. You know, he may just get a jump start on that next opportunity he gets to coach somewhere else, depending on how the rest of the season goes for Washington. Uh, did you find it as funny as I did before we let you go that – you know, there were so many people for years that won the Lions off Thanksgiving, and it was like, well, this year's going to be different. Now, this is a, a different Lions team. I know we've lost six straight years on Thanksgiving, but we are a tradition, and we're going to show you why we're a tradition. And then they go out and just get pistol-whipped by the Green Bay Packers for three hours. Uh, did you find that as funny as I did? Because Jordan Love um, completely I mean, outplayed I, Jared Goff. I, I would put it this way. I mean, I'm not sure what was worse, the uh, the Lions' performance or, or Jack Harlow. I would have much rather seen. Uh, I think we had Creed play. The uh, Dallas Cowboys at one point got stabbed with that guy who was floating it. Can you take me high? I would have loved to see uh, Scott Stapp come back out and maybe play in Detroit this time instead of Dallas. 
Although, I mean, Dolly Parton was amazing, but yeah, I think we need to get Creed back out there. Uh, he is uh, my good buddy. He's Brady Quinn. You can listen to him uh, on Fox Sports Radio with myself and LeVar Arrington on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe weekday mornings from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 3 to 6 Pacific. And you can see him tomorrow, a three-hour lead-up into the game between Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, Brady, we appreciate it. Go get warm, and we'll be watching tomorrow, man. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.